So today I think I got some good news for you. Anyone need some good news? As, as uh, followers, imitators, disciples of Christ, we get to do his mission. And that mission is, he said it, he read it from, uh, Christ read from Isaiah. He said, the spirit of the Lord is upon me and I have been anointed to preach the good news, to bring the good news. So we as little Christs, the spirit of the Lord is upon us to bring the good news. And I think I got some good news today. Uh, I think I got some holy information to give you, to encourage you. So we're going to jump into that. We're going to talk about the crown of life, the crown of life. That sounds like a good Christian-y phrase that we talk about. Woo, just hang in there because the day will come. God's got a crown of life waiting on you, a life of eternity with him. And now crown of life is not really even talking about uh, eternal life. Eternal life is free to those who believe in Jesus, who receive Jesus. We're promised eternal life. So what is the crown of life? Well, we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about that a little bit. Y'all ready to get into the word? Let's do this. James chapter 1 verse 12 says this. Blessed. Now, anytime you see the word blessed, I'm reading from the Amplified Classic version today. It's one of my versions I, I, I love studying in. Anytime you see the word blessed, it means happy and to be envied, right? So happy and folks are going to envy you. When? Well, blessed is the man who is patient under trial and stands up under temptation. For when he has stood the test and been approved. How many feel like that you've... You've been going through a trial. You've had some temptations in your life. A lot of times we say temptation, we think it's about you know addictions and stuff like that. No, sometimes you can be tempted to crash a chair over someone's head during the week. You know what I mean, right? <laughs> sometimes you can be tempted to mouth off at somebody and put them in their place. Sometimes you can be tempted to throw in the towel on a situation. But he said, man, you should be you should be, realize that you're in a happy place and you are very enviable if you're having to endure this kind of stuff. And there's some crazy talk James got going on here. But look what he says. He says, man, when you have stood the test and been approved, how do, how do you graduate to the next grade level? You got to pass the test, right? You got to pass, you, you got to be approved to, to get promoted to the next cradle. It's kind of the same way in the spirit. In order to, to move on to the next phase of maturity, you, you, you've got to prove to yourself that you can pass some stuff, right? That's why we've got a lot of people going to heaven that love Jesus and have been going to church for years, but they've been in the third grade all their life, right? <laughs> so I got a friend of mine that says, hey, look, if, if you're in the third grade, well, you've got to start out somewhere, right? But if you're the only one shaving, and you're still in the third grade, you've been in there too long, right? It's time to move on. So, so blessed is the man who is patient under trial and stands up under temptation. For when he has stood the test and been approved, he will receive the crown of life. Now, uh, it, uh, the Amplified has the victor's crown. We're going to get to that in a second. He will receive the crown of life, which God has promised to those who love him. So if, if you are 
standing up under temptation, if you are being patient and enduring trials, just realize that when you, when, when you finally get to the end of it, there's something waiting for you, and it's a crown of life. Now, here in the West, we think of crowns as something that you place on the head of royalty, right? We think of golden crowns and fancy diadems and all that. Uh, it's actually not talking about that. Now, there's actually five crowns mentioned in the Bible. Who knows, maybe in the coming weeks or months, the Lord will let us do a deep dive into these crowns. They're actually pretty cool, right? There are five crowns mentioned in the New Testament. One is an incorruptible crown, and it's given for exercising self-control and striving to be the best you can for the Lord. You can find that in 1 Corinthians 9.25. Now, now be aware of this. We're not talking about eternal life. Eternal life is something that's given freely when we believe in in Jesus, When when we trust his redemptive work in our life. These are crowns that are earned, okay? Now, in some facet or another, everyone preaches that, you know, at, in the sweet by and by, we're going to receive rewards in the, in the afterlife, okay? Well, this is kind of what this is talking about. A matter of fact, a lot of theologians and, and Bible scholars believe that these crowns will be passed out at the Bema seat or the, the, the great judgment, the white throne judgment, Okay. And, and I don't have a problem. I don't have an issue with that teaching or that philosophy. But I also believe this. Anything that can be applied to the sweet by and by, or what we would call heaven, what we kind of deem as heavenly, I also believe it can apply to right now. Because the kingdom of heaven is here. It's near. We are advancing the kingdom of heaven right here on earth. You, you can live in the kingdom of God right here in the nasty now and now, as well as a sweet by and by, right? So these crowns, I believe we can experience in some capacity here. Well, what, what are they? Okay, well, let's just kind of get through these real quick. Uh, the next one would be the crown of rejoicing, okay? That's given for those who, who uh, win people to Christ. First Thessalonians 2.19, the crown of righteousness. Those are given for those who... Uh, love his appearing, the Bible says. Second Timothy 4.8. The crown of glory that's given for those who eagerly and faith, faithfully shepherd the flock. Say, oh, well, that's reserved for pastors. That, w- that would be First Peter 5 and 4. That's just reserved for pastors. No, it's those who are shepherding. Pastors aren't the only people that shepherd. If we are truly making disciples of men, that means that's a call for all of us to do, to make disciples or imitators or followers, that means you have to be in a relationship with someone, right? To disciple them and to walk them into this imitating lifestyle. Uh, If you faithfully and eagerly shepherd the flock, you actually get a crown of glory. And then today we're going to talk about the crown of life given for those enduring under trial. Okay. Now the word crown here, like I said, within our culture can be misleading. Uh, in the Greek, the word is Stephanos, Stephanos. And it simply means Stephanos means an encircling. That's all an encircling. So an encircling of what it, it really refers to a reward, an award, a trophy in particular amongst the Greek culture, it was a laurel wreath. You know, you know what I mean? A laurel wreath uh, kind of the, the, if you think of the early Olympics, you know, the, 
They, they would run the race. Matter of fact, 1 Corinthians chapter 9 talks about that. He says, uh, if I can paraphrase, Paul says, hey, athletes train and endure and they go without so that they can compete all for the sake of getting this laurel wreath, this Stephanos that eventually withers. You know, it's just, it's an encircling of leaves. Woo, I got this wreath. And a few days later it withers. So you just went through two years of training to get, <laughs> you know, to get something this. So Paul says what we're doing, we do the same thing spiritually. We stay disciplined. Sometimes we do without. Sometimes we endure great pain. Why? Because we're going to get a wreath, a laurel, a Stephanos, or a crown that doesn't wither, is incorruptible. Okay? So that's the concept. So, so when you see the crown of life, the crown of glory, the crown of righteousness, it's talking about, within their culture, they're talking about a trophy, a wreath. You know, in the old, the old Olympics, the winner of the race, you know, I present you... With this, now, if you get this reference, what I'm about to say, you're my kind of people. I present you with this laurel and hearty handshake. <laughs> if you know where that line came from, you're my kind of people. So I can tell Mark Sneed is my kind of people. <laughs> you can Google it after church. I present you this laurel and hearty handshake. All right. Um, so with that being said, let's go back and look at the scripture. So you're blessed happy to be envied is the man who is patient under trial and stands up under temptation for when he has stood the test when you when you have survived hell when you have when you have gritted through the pain then you're going to get a laurel of life a reward a trophy of life i feel like i'm losing my life Jesus said, in order to gain your life, you got to lose it. When you lose your life, you gain it. What? He's talking about this. There is a reward. Those of you who are going through trials, those of you who are going through the fire, those of you who are experiencing incredible misfortune and pain in your life right now, guess what? If you stay faithful to him according to his word, and we just got through singing that, hey, he's faithful with his promises. I can trust him, not because he's God, but he is my God. He's not going to lie to me. He is your God. He's not going to lie. You can trust him. At, take him at his word. Well, his word says, look, if you stay faithful and you let your faith be tested, and when you pass that test, you get a reward. What's that reward? Life. Eternal life. Well, no, yeah, we're all going to get eternal life because we believe in Jesus. That's wonderful. No, I'm talking about right here. Jesus said it, I came to give life and that much more abundant. In other words, he said, I came to give life and a lot of it. How many Christians are really living? Think about it. How many believers can honestly say, man, I am living my best life? Why? Because we haven't, we haven't allowed ourselves to grow in faith. And the only way you grow in faith is to endure difficulties, endure hardships. You know, we, we jump on the old ship of Zion and we're thinking, woo, we've arrived. Thank God he saved me. 
And then wham, we start going through difficulties and hardships and trials and our world catches on fire and we, oh God, save me, <laughs> you know? And he's like, I have saved you. That's why you're in the predicament you're in because I've baptized you with the Holy Spirit, but I got another baptism I got to baptize you in. You remember what that is? He shall baptize you with the Holy Spirit and with fire. Man, let me tell you something. The churches I grew up in had it wrong. Because we always said, woo, he's going to baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. That means you're going to be fired up and excited and everything else. No, it means you're going to burn. <laughs> What's he doing? He's trying to burn up everything that is fake and false in your life. And leave only what is pure. That's when you realized, oh, this is life. This is life. Matter of fact, let's, all right, let's hop back through all this. Revelation chapter 2, verse 10. I believe the word of God is multifaceted. I believe it can mean something from the past. I, be, I believe it's a word that can apply to your future. And I believe it's a word that can apply to right now. So I think for someone, this is a prophetic right now rhema word. Revelation 2.10. I don't know who needs to hear this today. Fear nothing that you are about to suffer. Anyone taking notes on this? You're about to get it. But don't be afraid of it. <laughs> it's about to get hot, but hang in there. Fear nothing that you are about to suffer. Dismiss your dread and your fears. Some of you are seeing the waterfall you're about to go over, and it is scaring you to death. And he's saying, yeah, you're going to go over it, but don't be afraid. Don't worry. Why? He says, behold, the devil is indeed about to throw you, some of you into prison, that you may be tested and proved and critically appraised. In other words, look, I'm, I'm permitting some things to come into your life. doesn't mean God's causing them. But nothing happens to you that hasn't first come across his desk. He uses everything. Because all things work for good. For those who love him, who trust him, and who obey him. He said, hey, look, the devil's about to throw you in prison. In other words, you're going to feel like, you could, you're gonna feel like you've been jailed. The enemy's going to come against you, and you're going to think, what in the world's going on? He said that you may be tested and proved and critically appraised. Here we are again, enduring some things. In order to get to the next grade level, I'm going to have to pass some tests. I'm going to have to learn to endure some difficulties. I'm going to learn to be faithful even when nothing is going my way. Even when nothing is turning out the way I hoped it would, I've got to be faithful to my commitment to Christ. And for 10 days, you'll have affliction. So in other words, some of you are, you're about to go through a season where, man, there's going to be some affliction. There's not going to be some fun things in store for us, right? But notice it says, be loyally faithful unto death. That is a funky ringtone, my brother. I love it. I'm up here. I love my brother Greg. Mm, 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 mm. That's right. Puts me in a whole different mood to be. Ah, yeah. Be loyal, loyally faithful. Be loyally faithful unto death. What? Be faithful, even if it means you're going to die. How many felt like something in life, like you've died, you haven't physically died, but you died? <laughs> Something in you, like things have happened to you and it has just taken a chunk out of you. It says, be loyal, faithful, loyally faithful, even unto death, even if you must die for it. Why? 
I will give you the crown of life. So only two places this crown, this Stephanos, this laurel wreath is mentioned in the Bible. We've, we've read them. He said, look, when it, when it seems like the enemy is coming in like a flood and throwing you in prison, don't give up. Don't lose hope. Stay faithful. Why? Even if it seems like you're, I feel like I'm about to die. That's it. You are. I am crucified with Christ, yet I live. But it's not me. I'm not alive, but it's he's living within me. It's that submission of discipleship, dying out to yourself. What happens? You gain a crown, a laurel, a reward of life. But I thought I just died. You did. Now you get to live. You get to really live. So don't be discouraged. We have a church on fire. I'm telling you this. I've been praying with a lot of families. There's a lot of families here that are on fire. And I don't mean you're excited in the Lord. There ain't nothing exciting going on. I mean, I mean you're burning. Several nights ago, I was up all night praying and trying to intercede on behalf of the church. I was going into this pleading mode with God. And he said, what are you doing? So I'm about to plead with you. That's what I'm doing. He said, don't stop pleading with me. I said, Lord, I said, you see our families. We got families that are on fire. And he said, yeah. So rejoice. Rejoice. He said, yeah, I'm using it. I told you I was going to grow a church. I was going to mature a church. There can't be development and maturity and the passing of tests unless there are tests. <laughs> so trust me, I'm going to use it. I said, yes, sir. I'm telling you, those who are sitting here today, if you stick with us by the end of this year, you're going to look back and say, look where I'm at. And some of you are going to be experiencing life. What do I mean by life? We'll get into it here in a second. But you have to understand something. In order to really have life, you've got to lose yours. Because what you think is life really isn't. It's a construct. Uh, one philosopher once said this, that we create our own suffering. And I understand it now. Because really, this is what suffering is. This is what causes us to suffer really quick. We have this idea of how something should be, whether it's a job, whether it's a career, whether it's family, whether it's a relationship, whether it's a home, whether it's a circumstance and condition, we have this idea of how it should be, right? And when life doesn't match up to that, and, and this idea may be wonderful and awesome and godly and good, but when life does not present that, we hurt and we mourn and we grieve. What are we really grieving? This idea and concept that we had, right? This is how my life was supposed to go. And it's not going that way. That's what we grieve. So in essence, we have created something that ultimately really isn't real and true. As good as it is, and as blessed as we think it should be, it really isn't. And in losing that, dying out to that, and it's sometimes painful, you actually gain what is true, what is real. 
if you'll let me be very, very transparent, in order for me just getting here to preach this sermon today, the journey that I've been on in my life, and many of you have watched me and had a front row view to that journey, you know, the reason why I love you, I love this church, and by church I don't mean us gathering together, on Sunday, I mean you guys. The reason why I love you and I pray for you and, and, and take calls all hours of the day and, and go put out fires on my supposed day off. I haven't had a day off in six weeks. You know why? Because y'all keep having emergencies on my day off. Schedule them on another day. That's all right. <laughs> the Lord takes care of us. But the reason why I want to do it it's because you don't know what it cost me to do what God asked me to do. It's not because I'm some spiritual giant. That's my wife. I'm just as human as anyone else. She'll tell you. I'm not as human as anyone else. See? Oh, look at that nod. See? See? That, that was no, he no hesitation on Erica's part. No hesitation. <laughs> but I, it cost me everything to be obedient to God. I'd never encountered that in my life. I lost a lifetime of spiritual network and spiritual covering I thought I had because people are human and people couldn't understand. This May will be four years that the Lord brought me over here to help, help shepherd. And I say help shepherd because I'm not the only shepherd. A bunch of y'all are shepherding each other. But to help shepherd, this May will be four years, four years ago. And there were, there were, there were folks that were very dear to me and had been spiritual covering and and, and spiritual connectivity and, and my whole network that I thought. And there, there were folks who didn't understand because they had a different idea of what the direction I, they thought I was going to be going. And I thought I did too. And then the Lord said, no, go this way. And I said, oh, let me go that way. And, and some folks in their humanity did, just didn't understand. And to this day, some have still shut me out. I say, well, that's ridiculous. Well, people are people and human. Some, some relationships have been patched up a little bit. It's still not the same. I lost a whole spiritual network. What I thought was a spiritual network. Obviously it wasn't, but I thought it. I lost what I thought was a family. It wasn't. I thought it was. I lost everything to try to walk with God. But in losing everything... Hear me out on this. I lost everything only to find out I lacked nothing. What I thought was everything was really transient, was temporary. What I gained, nothing can take it away from me. I gained incredible faith. I realized that in Christ, I don't need a thing. Every time what I perceive as a need crops up, he meets it. Why? Because I had to let go of things that I thought were good and real, and it turned out they weren't. When faced with, am I going to do what God told me to do, or am I going to hold on to these other things? And it was It was hell. It was hard. 
I died. I am not the same person standing here that I was four years ago when I showed up. I'm not the same person. But I don't lack anything. Not because of me, but because of him. That's life for the first time in many, many, many years, possibly ever, I'm living. Does that mean that everything's hunky-dory in my life? No. Does that mean that are there things in my life I ain't happy about? Absolutely. There's some things I'd love for it to change. But it doesn't impact this. Life. The reward of life. Okay? Listen to this. What's, what, what's, to put it into perspective, what are other words for reward? Here's some synonyms. So if you endure, if you stay faithful, even to the point of dying out to yourself, even to the point of losing everything you thought you just needed to have, there's a reward waiting for you. There's an accolade waiting for you. There's an award, a benefit, a bonus, a bounty. You're going to get compensation. You're going to get dividend. You're going to have honor, premium, profit, remuneration. If you endure to the end, you're going to get that carrot. You're going to finally get your comeuppance, your crown, your cue, your gain, a garland. You're going to get some goodies. These are all synonyms. You're going to get some gravy. You're going to cook with grease. You're going to have some mead, some merit, perks. If you stay faithful, you get some recompense, some repayment, some requital, retribution, return, salve. You're going to get your strokes. You're going to get some sweetener. You get a tip, you get the whole wages, you get the feather in your cap, you get your fringe benefit, you get just dessert. All synonyms for reward. I like that. I like gravy. I don't know about y'all. Man. That's what I'm saying. See, Hal's my kind of people too. Anyone in here like biscuits and gravy? Just saying. Now that's an award. Life. An award of what? Life. What do you mean by life? Look at some of the synonyms for life. Activity, growth, heart. You're going to get an award of soul, being, breath, brio, dash, energy. You're going to get that. What was one of the words for reward? Carrot. You finally get your, you're going to get a carrot of enthusiasm. Entity, esprit, essence, excitement. How are you going to get a, the gravy of get up and go? Bring the there you go. Impulse, lifeblood, liveliness, oomph. Anyone could use some oomph in your life? Come on. Sentience, sparkle, verve, Viability, vigor, vitality, vivacity, zest, zing, high spirits. And as the French say, the elan vital, which is life essence. You get a reward of life. You really get to live. I haven't yet arrived, but I'm telling you the life that I am experiencing in him, no one, can, no one gave it to me and no one can take it away from me. And I've had some crazy things happen and some hard things happen, even just in the last 12 months. And it didn't shake my life one bit. Why? Because it's all transient. It's all temporary. It all fades away anyway. 
Even the best thing that you have on this planet fades away. My wife and I, we have a beautiful home. And it's probably, what, eight going on nine years old now. Guess what? The other day we were going, ah, we need to restain the uh, pergola. Uh, We need to restain the fence. (laughs) We got little things that need to start being replaced in the house. Why? Because nothing is permanent. Even your marriage, say, I've got the strongest marriage on the planet. Well, guess what? This is probably a dark thought, but it's true. You live long enough, one of you going to die first. Even it's not permanent. Even if it's the best thing on the planet, even it's not permanent. Oh, I've got, a, I've got the perfect family. Well, guess what? Your kids are going to grow up and move out, start their own life. It's not permanent. Say, so I've got the best job on the planet. Even Sears and Roebuck's going out of business. Nothing's permanent except for him. And that permanence shows up in the form of life and essence and spirit. And you can't put it into words, but it sustains you and it keeps you at peace and it holds you tight in the darkest of times and you get to experience and know it, and you get that trophy and that crown and that laurel wreath of a crown when you endure and stay faithful. So don't give up. Stay faithful. James 1, 2 through 4. I've not been able to get away from this for a few weeks. God keeps bringing me back to it. This wraps it up. This encapsulates everything that we've been talking about today. Consider it wholly joyful. Other translations say, says, consider it pure joy. Pure, the most pure kind of joy you can think of. Consider it wholly joyful, my brethren, whenever you are enveloped in or encounter trials of any sort or fall into various temptations. So if you're going through the fire, get excited about it. It's crazy to think that, but that's what he's saying. Be assured and understand that the trial and proving of your faith, the testing of your faith, in other words, that ability, that ability for you to be able to say, God, I trust you above everything I'm seeing, above everything I'm feeling, and above everything I'm hearing. I trust you more. If you said it in your word, it may not make sense to me right now, but I'm going to believe it and I'm going to stand on it. The ability for you to be able to do that comes through this trial and this testing. It's proving of your faith. It'll bring about endurance and steadfastness and patience. But let endurance and steadfastness and patience have full play. Don't try to get out of this test early. Don't try to bail on this trial too soon. That's why we got a lot of immature Christians running the planet. Because folks are wanting to bail out of things way too early. When things start getting hot, we quit. We're out. No, let it run its course. Why? Because if you let it have its full plate and do a thorough work so that you may be people who are perfectly and fully developed with no defects, lacking nothing. That's Living, living, say, well, living's if I can take the vacations I want to take, if I got the house I want, if I got the car I want, man, whatever, that car is going to eventually break down anyway. You know what happens? 
that, that house is going to have to be repainted. If you go vacation in paradise long enough, you get bored with paradise, don't you? Right? Real living is being able to function in life and understand that you, if, as you mature, that's less defects you have. As you mature, you understand, I don't lack anything. I don't need anything. Why? Because he's going to provide it. I can't explain it. Last week, last week we had harvesters reaching the nations here, right? And, and, and uh, Mama Lily gets up and she preaches and talks. And how many, how many of y'all enjoyed that? Her and, and Pastor Dennis. And they're, oh, yeah, God's so good to us. Yeah, don't you know? And man, I love their accent, right? Love it. I can listen to them all day long. And yet they, they share all this stuff. And then, and then we're, you know, if you remember, uh, uh, I, I asked uh, um, Megan, who's sitting over there, uh, you know, she, she works with them, runs their offices here in the States. I said, Megan, you guys are heading there in July to Africa. So we're going to pray that the Lord, and she, she throws it out, which they had invited me about a month ago. They said, hey, you know, oh, yeah, Pastor Dave. No, they didn't say it that way. They just said, uh, <laughs> said Pastor Dave, hey, we would love for you to come to Africa. We're not going to take a big mission group, but for the sake of possibly planting seeds for other work that you guys may be able to do in the future, would you come to Africa with us? And, and we're going to kind of tour our three facilities, and you'll get a chance to see firsthand what we're doing, identify some needs, bring it back, see if there's any way that you guys can meet some of these needs. I said, man, I would love to do so. You know, what are we looking at? They said, well, it's probably going to be about $3,500 total. I said, awesome. Well, hey, and this, the way I put it, I said this. Okay, here's a need, and I've learned enough. I don't lack anything, you know. I don't have $3,500 to throw at it. He has all the money in the world, right? So, so I told him, I said, well, I, I don't have the resources to throw at it right now, but, but if the Lord wants me to go, then, then he's going to provide it. So, yeah, we'll, we'll just see. Uh, if he provides, awesome, yeah. Man, book me. Uh, so, so we just kind of, we kind of prayed. Pray, uh, Kate and I had kind of been praying about it, and we were like, how do we want to do this? Uh, it may be something I just kind of try to handle on my own. You know, just, you know, I mean, we have such a giving church. We, we, I, we don't want to take advantage of people. You, you guys give. <laughs> you are a wonderful giving and God blesses you. But, but we don't want to take advantage of that. And so here's, you know, I mentioned it to Megan. And Megan just gets bold enough to go, yeah, so Pastor Dave, we want Pastor Dave to go. So if you want to help sponsor him, you know. <laughs> and I'm like, huh. Ooh, okay. So that's, you know, if you notice, I kind of said, yeah, hey, we'll see what God does. Praise God. You know, got real religious about it and kind of moved on, right? Later on that day, uh, uh, we went out to eat, took Mama Lily out to eat. I went home, I took a nap. When I woke up, had an email. Uh, the Lord spoke to someone's heart just from that quick comment. And so the Lord spoke to my heart and I'm sponsoring Pastor Dave to go to Africa. That whole need is met. Amen. How crazy is that? I didn't lack anything from it. And praise God, what a humbling opportunity. But if, if he'll do it for Goofy Dave going to Africa, how much more is he going to do it in the midst of your trial? And if he's the one baptizing you with fire, you realize the word baptized means buried, submit, sub, 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 submerging, thank you. See, my brilliant wife's helping me out here. Submerging completely. That means he buries you totally in the fire. You don't just go warm yourself by it. He like throws you in it, right? 
But the wonderful thing is we've got a story that says that he walks with us in the fire. Amen. When you, when you can understand that in him you are fully developed, when you die out to yourself, die out to your desires, even at times die out to your dreams and hopes, and you just let him fully live, there's no deficiency in him. There's no defects in him. And there's no lack or limitation in him. That's living. Even if you find yourself in the smallest of huts, in, in, the, in the most furthest village on the planet, and there's abject poverty all around you, within that environment, you will lack for nothing. I'm telling you. It's not a matter of trusting God and he's going to make you a millionaire like some of these guys preach. No, every single one of us are gazillionaires. Because what, what exists in this whole universe that doesn't belong to him anyway? So when you have a knee, he's going to meet it. That's living. That's trusting. Whew. Anxiety, worry, fretting. I have moments of worry. I don't have days of worry anymore. In my flesh, I'll, I'll get anxious. But his spirit pulls me back. And I haven't arrived. I'm getting better at it. <laughs> but I've come a whole long way. But it costs a whole lot. I'm telling you, there is a reward of living and life that is waiting for some of you. And I'm on the sideline cheering you on. Don't give up. Don't give up. Stay the course. Stay steadfast and loyal. Let's all stand. And you will get that laurel and hearty handshake. Amen. Father, I love you. I wish I understood you a lot better. But I definitely trust you a whole lot more than I ever did. And Lord, I trust you with your sheep. These aren't my sheep. They're your sheep. And I trust that you know what you're doing. That the families that are on fire, that the businesses that are on fire, that the, the dreams that are on fire, you're the great baptizer of fire. So Lord, I trust you. Whether I understand your method or not. But I know, I know we're going to see some pure gold in the coming weeks and months. And we're going to see some incredible maturing and we're going to see some folk walk amongst this sheepfold with no lack, with no defects, and in complete, total peace. And there will be nothing in the world that can shake it. And I praise you for that right now, Lord. I thank you for it with, from the bottom of my heart. Lord, if there's anyone here that has not asked you to be Lord of their life, who has not confessed a faith. And I pray that you just begin to minister to their heart, draw them close. And those that need encouragement, be, be the great encourager for them today, Lord. We praise you in Jesus' name.